This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Buckle up and start your engines. This is You Auto Know with Dave Stahl. With 30-plus years of automotive experience, Dave is here to educate you on everything from repairing your vehicle to the latest industry news and trends. If it's automotive, Dave covers it. It's time for You Auto Know with Dave Stahl on The Answer San Diego. It's motor All right, folks, welcome to the You Auto Know show right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. Second brought to you by Hot Rods and Custom Stuff. If you've never been to a Hot Rod store, this one's close, right up there in Escondido, 2324 Auto Parkway. Go to hotrodscustomstuff.com. Check it out. Randy will take you on a tour if you tell him I sent you. High Seas Trading Company. If you love all the car shirts I've got, go to highseastradingco.com. Everything is made in America. You can't beat it. Hey, I just talked to Lee Newcomb, Ford Explorer Marketing Manager, and guess what? They're going to come out with a brand new 2021 Ford Explorer. Wait till you hear what it's all about. Take a listen. Uh, hey, folks, guess what? I've got our good buddy Lee Newcomb on the line, Ford Explorer Marketing Manager. And I've been waiting for this, I don't know how long. And they finally decided to bring out a King Ranch edition in the new 2021 Ford Explorer. What a great idea, Lee, and how come it took so long? Hey, Dave, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a great product, and uh, we are so excited to bring it to the market. Um, you know, we had really our eyes focused on the all-new Explorer when we launched that in 20, uh, So, but we've been working on this one from uh, behind the scenes, and it's just such a great fit when you consider the uncompromising quality and authenticity that the King Ranch itself offers and how closely that ties to what Explorer is all about. I mean, it's just it's just a great uh, combination of two brands and an outstanding product. Without a shadow of a doubt. And so what were some of the so, – well, first off, let me ask you this. Where did the King Ranch edition actually come from? Well, we started that relationship. Ford started that relationship with the King Ranch um, back in 1997. Uh, and we first put it into our product, our F-150, in 2001. So we're just coming up here on a 20-year anniversary in that relationship uh, with King Ranch. And, you know, I mean, the, it, it's just a great blending of two brands with, uh, you know, the work involved with F-150s and, and the 800,000 acres of property that the King Ranch owns and maintains and, and the beautiful products that they produce in their saddles and their leather goods. And, wow. um, yeah, it was a real stroke of genius to to create that, that relationship, and it's lived on very well for us. Yeah, and the history goes back to 1853 with Captain Richard King uh, bootstrapped the King Ranch in the harsh landscape in Texas. Uh, you know, so, I mean, you got, I mean, you guys are always, you know, you don't just do anything just to do it. You're always, there's always a history behind it, and that's, I think, that's what I love about it. So, what are the folks going to see in the Explorer that's really going to stand out and give them that King Ranch look and feel? Yeah, I mean, it is the ultimate Explorer in our minds. Um, it starts with the exterior course. All Explorers are beautiful, and we try and focus on making them the best-looking products on the road. So 
King Ranch is no exception. It's got some unique 20-inch wheels, uh, some unique stone gray accents on the grill and the uh, lift gate, and then um, some great badging all around so people know you're driving a King Ranch. Uh, and then that brand, that promise continues to deliver when you open up the uh, door and start looking in the interior. We've got 85, over 85 square feet of uh, leather, uh, all done up in the Mesa del Rio uh, color. So it's, it's got that saddle-like appearance to it. We've got a leather-wrapped instrument panel, uh, leather-wrapped armrests, door inserts. I mean, there is leather everywhere. And it's that deep, rich, textured leather that just really kind of hugs you when you jump in the seat. Uh, and it just feels um, luxurious, but yet robust, like it can withstand anything. Um, so it just really jumps out at you. Yeah. And then it doesn't hurt that you threw in a bang and Olsen sound system just to sort of put the icing on the cake. Well, I mean, you want some good tunes when you're on the road sitting in that nice leather seat. I mean, so, yeah, you can get up to a 980-watt 14-speaker sound system in that that, you know, we designed with Bang & Olsen when we put together the all-new 20 Explorer, so the sound is optimized in the design. You've got a ton of technology. All of our standard, all of our driver's assist technologies are standard, so uh, intelligent adaptive cruise control, bliss, lane centering, stop and go, side wind stabilization, auto headlamps. I mean, the car is working as hard as you are going down the road, if not harder. And, um, of course, it's all surrounding a, a three-liter V6, 365 twin-turbo engine. So you got the power when you want it, and you can tow up to 5,600 pounds. So it's just not a pretty little uh, Explorer. It'll actually do the job as well, but put the driver and passengers in comfort that they wouldn't normally see in a truck that can really get out there and do the work that needs to be done. Right, and I think that's always the underlying message of King Ranch, right? It's built um, to, to withstand the, the demands of the day-to-day, -day, but also luxurious enough, luxurious enough to give you that comfort uh, and style that you want. Yeah, w without a shadow of a doubt. Now, are you gonna, is there going to be a limited uh, production of these, or are they going to just fall right within uh, you know, the allocations that you guys have already preset? Yeah, we will make as many as the customer demands, uh, not a limited run. Uh, we want to take this as far as the customer base wants to take it. So we'll have one for everybody. I, I guarantee you that. Hey, and by the way, you know, hats off to Ford Motor Company. This is my first opportunity to thank them. I just got out of the uh, Ford F-150 hybrid, and I understand you guys notified the dealers in Texas to send as many of those trucks out to folks that have lost power and 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 just just to let them borrow the truck cuz that truck that's the most amazing truck. I don't think there's another truck on the market that that does what that F150 hybrid uh will do. And I just thought that was huge that you guys thought thought enough to, you know, to send that vehicle to Texas. I, I mean, or not send it to them, but just have the dealers, you know, just take them to whoever needed a truck to power up the houses. That was awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, you know, we have such a great dealer body across the United States. Yeah. Uh, our dealers are always closely involved with the communities. They're big supporters of the local communities. I think in the end we had roughly 700 
uh, F-150 hybrids in the Texas market um, right. that we were willing to lend out to those customers or those homeowners that didn't have electricity. And, and you're right, that's, it was a perfect solution in a pinch. And, uh, you know, I hope it made people's lives a little bit easier in the day-to-day because my heart goes out to those folks in Texas. I, I totally agree, and I, I have a sneaky feeling that, you know, you probably just sold 700 f one fifty because, <laughs> hey, you know, if nothing else, if there's no other backup, I mean, how cool would it be to have an F-150 hybrid in your driveway so if the power does go out, Boom! All you got to do is throw an extension cord out there and power up whatever you need to have done, and and as long as you got fuel in the truck, it'll run on and off, on and off. Keep the batteries. Go- I just think it's a, it is just a phenomenal, phenomenal idea. And again, I can't, you know, just can't give Ford enough accolades, and and hopefully, uh, people will just, you know, that'll just drive the numbers of Ford F-150s up, and uh, and just keep you guys just. Keep doing the things you're doing, Lee. I mean, it's a, it's really, it really was an amazing story, and and I think it was, I think it's great. Well, thank you, thank you very much. I mean, our our engineers deserve all the credit. Those those men and women, you know, they never stop thinking of new ways to deliver the best product available to the customers. And um, this whole power of the box concept on the all new F one fifty is is really great, not only in how it drives, but in just what it delivers for people when they're in need. Uh, if you need to do work on uh, the tailgate, it's just, it's a great adaptation to kind of where the industry is going and with electrification. So proud to bring it to you. And we, we hope we helped a few people. Well, I'm sure you did. And I cannot wait to see what's coming up next, because when it comes to innovation, you need to bring that light bulb back again. I think that was a great promo back in the day showing my age, but that was a, definitely <laughs> a light bulb moment. And when will the King Ranch uh, Explorer hit the dealers? Yeah, so you can actually go in uh, starting tomorrow and place your order. Uh, I would expect um, units to start hitting the ground probably mid to late April. So we're real close to job one um, at uh, Chicago Assembly, and and we're looking forward to getting them out there. And you know we're not done on we're not done on Explorer. Uh, we got a lot of news left uh, this model year that we're going to be. Uh, starting to talk about in the coming months. So um, I hope we get another chance to come on your show, Dave, and, and talk about, you know, some of our next products because we've got an exciting, exciting lineup. Hey, as long as John Delmonique works for you guys, that guy bugs me like nobody's business. Goodness gracious. I mean, I get more Ford interviews than I do anything else. Everybody thinks I work for you guys. But you know what? <laughs> I love it. I have no problem. In fact, when I hang up, I'm going to send a little email to uh, Jason and Deborah and get on the list for when one of these bad boys hits the fleet, and then I'll put it on TV. And then after I drive it, I'll have John uh, reach back out to to you and I, and we'll do it. We'll do a, a post interview on, on the experience. Oh my God, I would love that. I, I tell you, you're going to love this product. It is our absolute best explorer we've ever built. I mean, just the interior treatments, the colors, the tech. I, powertrain it is um second to none hey tell the boss you want to come out to san diego and be on tv with me customers are I'm on my way all right I'm buddy. on my way i'll, I'll all right <laughs> thanks dave all right folks hey welcome back to you ought to know on fm 961 am 1170 the answer this segment brought to you by express auto service 
Nobody takes better your car than Dave and Connie. Family owned and operated right there at 7633 Alcone Boulevard. Take a run over there for any and all your services. If you got a classic car, Dave loves working on those as well. Go to Express Auto Service La Mesa. Dot com. Hey, we got Kristen Barclay on the line, and I'm going to make her stay for two segments because that's the kind of a host I am. How you doing there, Sunshine? Or do you have Sunshine? Oh, my goodness. Hit the button. Or no, she just dropped. Oh. <laughs> Did she bounce? Yeah, I guess so right now. So I guess improv, and I'll get her back. Uh, improv. Where do you think I'm at, La Jolla? She'll be coming back. Oh, here she comes. She was just uh, probably feeding her dog because she does that on occasion. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, let's try this again. What are you doing? I said, hello, sunshine. Then I went and thought, oh, wait a minute. There might The sun may not be out in snow country. How you doing, kiddo? Good, good. I have no idea what happened there. I don't know how we, uh, I don't know how we lost the connection, but hey, it's all good. That's all good. I'm back. So we're going to have you hang for a couple of segments because uh, Brian's out doing something with family. I don't remember what the heck he said he was going to do, but that's okay. So we're going to talk two General Motor vehicles. We're going to talk Corvette, and we're going to talk Traverse. Which one would you like to start with? Uh, let's go Traverse. We'll do okay. Traverse first. We'll leave the excitement. That way people will stick around, right? Exactly, exactly. So <laughs> I haven't been in the Traverse but there was a press event in L.A. Friday on the new Chevy Bolt. Did they do anything out in your neck of the woods? No, no, they didn't. Um, I actually, I haven't seen any press events like in Texas since the end of the year, and I'm sure that's probably just because of um, you know uh, travel restrictions sure. right now in certain areas. Yeah. Well, they did. So, yeah. one, they did one in L.A. It was a three-hour <laughs> up and a three-hour back uh, for a couple hours, and you'll love this. So I'm driving the. The Chevy Bolt, and we're getting ready to go. You know, we're going to drive for a half hour, forty minutes on the city streets and highway. And I'm the th- second to the last Bolt getting ready to go on the freeway, and everybody's turning left and turning left and turning left. And the nav has everything programmed, and my nav says, "Turn right." And everybody turns left. I don't know whether to turn left. I don't know whether to turn right. So yeah, so but they did say it's pre-production. But, isn't though? Isn't the first rule of auto writers never follow the journalist in front of you? That's, I, that's what I was taught. But there were <laughs> six of us, and five of four of them went left, and it turned out they were wow. right. My little car was wrong. But I haven't been in the Traverse yet, and I and I don't know why. It just hasn't been on my radar. In its uh, Chevrolet's, what would you call it? A midsize SUV. It's a midsize, and I think midsize is almost deceptive because while it you know fits that footprint when you look at it on the outside and it, and it fits it as far as you know it's got three rows and it's, it's not like it's got three big rows but it's got three functional rows um my understanding is that it's going to be redone in 2022 um and and probably design it because you know the tahoe was just redone and the escalade was redone and they all kind of have a more modern look and so i understand this one's going to get kind of a sleeker more modern look but it's very, very roomy, and it's got that going for it. Um, you know, it felt, it felt, I felt like it was very usable, um, whether it was like four of us going for a ride in it or, you know, we haven't been to the grocery store in a year. But, man, when we do, um, I could totally load this thing up because I had plenty of room for it. Um, plus, it tows up to 5,000 pounds um, if it's properly equipped. So that's pretty good as well. Wow. And you got a lot of choices, seven trim levels to choose from. I was in the high country, which is the top of the line. And, um, 
And so the price tag on mine was, it was getting up there, around 54000 But you can get in one. You can get in a base at 30995 And so considering you're getting three rows, that's a pretty good price. Darn right. It sure is. Now, what 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 engine does that have? Does that have? It's a it's a three six liter V six. Okay. Um, and, and it's you know I I think one of the things is this is not that smaller than a Tahoe. I understand from Link. I don't have the exact specs. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. handles a little more nimble, but it's not nimble in general. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah, it, it does. You still got your the steadiness of it, but. There are times, and I'm sure it has has everything to do with the. I'm sure it's got electric power steering. You know, yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Um, I guess it's not like driving a boat, right? Um, but right. it's not like, but it, but it's not like all powerful either. Yeah. Um, but that's you know, again, that's not really when you're when you're looking at a three row SUV, um, especially like a family moving family hauler vehicle. Um, you're not looking for something that's going to kind of get up and go anyways. Well, and you know um, what's so funny, too? Because, you know, everybody says, well, how did it drive? How did it drive? It drove fine. Now, exactly. you know, exactly. it's like, what did you expect? I mean, I mean, you know, zero to 60 in two seconds? No. Even cars that go zero to 60 in three, four seconds, that's instantaneous. You use it once. Then you go back to your normal everyday driving habits. And that's when you should ask yourself, do I need a turbo? Do I need a supercharger? And I and I think the Traverse, now I haven't been in the 2021, but I think the Traverse gives you that everyday driving comfort that you would look for in a three-row SUV. It's it not, does what you expect it exactly. to do. Exactly. And I think that is so important. It's, I mean, this theme, I, you know, it's funny because I've had people say, you know, well, you know, and, and not necessarily this vehicle, but a lot of times when I'm driving an SUV and they're like, well, how's the body roll? Yeah. And first off, the person that's asking me that, they don't even know what body roll means. But second, I'm like, we're in Texas. And I'm like, unless you're going out to like um, uh, the Big Bend or unless you're going to the hill country and still, you're still, you're, you're not taking that many curbs or whatever. Like, what do you mean? How's the body roll? Um, and I don't know. It just cracks me up because I'm like, unless you're trying to take a, a, a corner, you know, you're, you're trying to take this curb at like 70 miles an hour, which you shouldn't be doing anyways. You should be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. Just some of the questions that people, you know, like you said, how does it drive? It drives good. Yeah. It, it drives fine. It drives, I mean, normal. It's, yeah. it's what I expect it to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hello. No, they're going to build a car that rides so bad that you'll hate it for the rest of your life. No, you big dummies. It drives great. And it, and it, and you don't even think about driving it, and that's one of the keys to driving it. Is it you don't even think about it? It just does exactly what you want it to do. Right, and and when you're you know for me it, it hits that sweet spot of just roominess. Um, it's not like I said, it's not too big, um, it's not too small. It's got the room for you know for me with the two kids when life gets back to normal, they always want to take a friend somewhere. And so, you know, you have got two kids, you, they each bring a friend. Well, then you got me and Marlon. So, you know, now we're looking at six people in the car. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, because I have a boy and a girl, well, the boys don't want to sit near the girls and the girls don't want to sit near the boys. So now you've got the conundrum of like, all right, well, we need three rows. Um, we've got to space everybody out. It's just, uh, gosh, the next phase of life. What are you going to do? No, no, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and I love the styling of it. It's got a good look to it. You know, and a lot of times you, you don't find that in, in a lot of cases. It does. It does. It's not. It's not cookie cutter per se. I mean, even Marlon said when they when they delivered it, he was like, "That's really snazzy looking." Um, the paint. I don't remember what to call. Let me see if I see it on the uh, 
let's see, it's got the black cherry metallic. And so Marlon really liked the way that the, the paint color, it's been like sunny and cloudy, sunny and cloudy here. You know how like that, some colors kind of change with the light. This one seems to change a little bit with the light. So it's really nice. Hmm. All right. How'd you do with the infotainment center? Fine. No, uh, Chevy's are, are pretty easy to use. You know, this one was, um, it, it seemed fast. So I'm guessing they've updated their infotainment lately because it seems to be a little crisper, a little faster. Um, and then, you know, the ca- camera did fine as well. You know what I noticed? I mean, we're going to talk about it in the next segment because I took a Corvette Stingray up to L.A. for the Bolt uh, event, which I thought was kind of ironic. I my phone didn't download when I left the house, and I'm thinking, oh man, I gotta pull over, I gotta stop, I got no. I'm flying down a freeway, and I went, uh, you know, my settings, and and hit the button, and and it downloaded my phone while I was driving down a freeway. I didn't think it, I didn't think they did that, but I'm glad they did. You, okay, so wait, well, let's just clarify this for people. I think. So, but it had paired. It just didn't download your contacts. Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. It hadn't paired. It just didn't pair. And I went, oh, shoot. You know, so I, I thought I was going to have to go through the whole rigmarole. I just went to my my settings, and it said Chevrolet not connected. And I just hit it, and it connected. Oh, okay. That's cool. I'm, I wonder if it – So, but it probably did it when you were stopped at a traffic light. No, no, right? no, no, no. I was doing 65 miles, 70 mile an hour down a freeway. And I wow. Just, See, because yeah. I'm used to it not doing that. I'm used to it saying, like, if vehicle's in motion, it won't. See, that that was my whole point. So I thought, hmm. So the next time you take the traverse out, just for the hay of it, you know, go go to it and then, you know, ter- turn it off. Don't turn, don't delete it. Just turn it off and see. I'm going to do that, yeah. yeah. Well, and you can have Marlon do it if you like, you know, because he'll ride with you. But, yeah, no, it's, it, was, <laughs> it, was quite, it was quite interesting. So. The Corvette I had was a retractable hardtop. Which one did you have? Yeah, so that would be the, um, let's see, yes. I had the Stingray 2LT. Yeah, it had the, um, it wasn't the retractable hardtop, though. I think it was the uh, the target top. The T-top, right? Right. And then I had the Z51 package. Did you have the Z51? Yes, this did as well. Yeah. And did, and did you have the adjustable nose where it can raise and lower? Yes, which, oh, my gosh, that's a godsend, but it's so funny because a colleague was like, well, there's no reason you can't take it down your driveway if it has that. I'm like, no, you don't understand. It will hit the back end because, you know, it's so low. Yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. Would have, it would have bottomed out. Yeah. Oh, my and, and so I was ex- – and so he was like, well, no, just do it. Just do it. And I'm like, no, I'm literally not going to – and thank goodness I didn't because it literally would have been stuck. I am coming to your no house. Ice. I have to come see that. I swear to goodness, I have to come see this driveway. I just can't imagine. It reminds me of Pike's Peak. All right. Hey, let's take let's let's take a quick break and we come back, folks. You're gonna get a double barreled story on the new twenty twenty Corvette Stingray from uh Kristen Barclay and yours truly right here on FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy the answer. Folks, welcome back to You Ought to Know right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. This segment brought to you by San Diego RV Center. Go to SDR or SanDiegoRVCenter.com for all your trailer and, and, and RV needs. And John's Automotive Care at 6267 Riverdale, ASC certified, Master Tech. You can't get any better than John's Automotive. Go to his website at John's San Diego Auto Repair.com. 
Normally, Brian would be on the line, but we still have Kristen Barclay with us, and we're talking 2020 Corvette Stingray. I thought that when I got the convertible yes last week, I thought it was a 21, and it's not. It's a 2020. But from what I understand, there's absolutely no difference between the 20 and the 21. Interesting. I'll send you a pic of my Monroney later because, yeah, um, according to mine, I was in the 2021. Oh, you so, did get a 21. That's mm. what they said. I think, you know, there was a joke with another journalist that I was one of the last journalists to get in it. And I hope that Chevrolet is going to have a little mercy on me and send send it back uh, because yeah. we literally drove it less than 30 miles because a snowstorm hit. And you can't drive a Stingray in a snowstorm. No. Um, I mean, maybe you could, but I don't recommend it. Why would you? Um, you why would you? Yeah. And especially in Texas when, uh, you know, we don't handle rain well. Um, most days we can't drive when the sun is shining, so we definitely don't drive well when uh, when we get odd weather. But yeah, I want to I, I want to point out a few, a few things real quickly though. In the limited amount that we did get to drive it, mm-hmm. Hunter had a lot to say, and I know that you know it's always interesting when my ten year old pipes in. Oh yeah, because he notices things that you know you and I sometimes miss. And so one thing he said was, "Oh, mom." I can feel the seat vibrating. He's like, I feel vibration through the seat. And he just thought that was the coolest thing in the world. It, he, he was like, I'm, it's not bumpy. He's like, it's not like I'm feeling like the road, but he was like, I feel like I'm part of the experience. Hmm. Now, okay, so, so he says that, which I thought was really cool. And, and what kind of made it interesting was he, was he didn't like the way the cockpit is set up. You know how it's very driver-centric and everything's kind of tilted towards the driver? Oh, yeah. He said it made him feel left out. He said it kind of made him feel like isolated, like in his own little, you know, world over there because it was harder for him to like adjust the thermostat and everything. Yeah. And that was, and that was done intentionally. You can tell him. Right. Right. But I thought it was cool that then he was like, but points that I can kind of feel the seat vibrate a little bit. And so he felt like he was part of the ride. Um, And then the steering wheel. He wasn't part of the car. Right. Right. Um, and then he points out that he pointed out the steering wheel right away. You know, it was kind of square shaped. It's Mm -hmm. it's not, you know, a lot of times in in a sports car, you see a D shape, but you don't necessarily see the square off Mm -hmm. um, shape. And so his first thing was like, Oh, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a, what is it? Uh, Forza. He was like, I'm, you know, you're driving a race car. He's like, (laughs) mom, it's a Ferrari in a Corvette's body. And I'm like, I don't know if Corvette will like that comparison. (laughs) Maybe they will. I don't know. But, but I thought it was interesting, you know, that that's the way a 10 year old sees it. Yeah, and they have a name for that steering wheel, and I cannot think of it to save my life. Uh, but but you could tell him the reason that steering wheel is like that is so the driver can see the complete instrumentation panel in a squared off at the top, and the square at the bottom is to get your legs up underneath it with no problem. So that was also done intentionally, but I can't think of the name. I know the front storage area is a frunk, but the steering okay. wheel's got a goofy name as well. Um, but that's interesting that he would point those things out. My wife did not like the climate control strip that goes down between the passenger and driver because yeah. she found that when she put her arm like on it, she would engage. Well, she'd engage yep. and disengage. So she would, so it made her sit there kind of with her hands on her lap, and she was not a fan of that. Yeah, well, and it took us a minute to figure out because we were using the heated seats, which ours had, you know, because obviously it was freezing. And it took us a minute to figure out, like, which climate button was doing uh, which. Because Marlon wants to ride around at, like, 82 degrees. And I want to ride around at, like, 70. And so degrees. when you get those mixed up, you know, it's kind of 
Yeah, and so, but you know, the other thing Hunter mentioned, I don't know if your wife noticed this, but Hunter said that he felt like the way they did the sound system, he felt like he had headphones on. He was like, Mom, with the radio on, uh-huh. the way it's kind of coming behind, from behind the seat, he goes, I feel like I have my own headphones on. He really liked it. Oh, like, yeah. Like, because I was like, you know, for a 10-year-old, would, is he going to feel overwhelming having that sound, like, right there? You know, because some kids do. And he was like, no. He's like, I really, really like it. I feel like it's my own, uh-huh. you know, kind of uh kind of sound coming out and i was like well that's a cool observation 14 speakers in that car yep in that little tiny cockpit and there are speakers behind his head up uh at the top of the uh, right below the the roof line he is very astute he is going to be a great auto journalist i'm telling you um but you're right if there's everything he touched other than I didn't feel the, the seat vibrate necessarily. Did you have an opportunity to do the auto start in the morning before you got in it to kind of cool it up? I mean, warm it up? No, we didn't. And, and you know what? One of the reasons is just I was just keeping such a close eye on it in the weather that um, that I didn't even try that because I, I needed to go out and break icicles off of it. And I had to go, like, scrape <sighs> the ice around, like, to get, in, get into the vehicle. So Yeah, but let me tell you, if you would have... On the set, on the key fob, you know, there's a, a auto start. You push it twice and it starts the car. Right. It turns on the seat heaters at top temp, and it turns on the, the steering wheel heater, and it defrosts the windshield. So well, that's awesome. You start it five ten minutes before you go out to the vehicle. You know, you have to lock it first, and then you hit the hit the start with two times on the start button fires up you go do whatever you're going to do by the time you get out to the car it's all defrosted the windows are all defrosted because we got pretty chilly here uh the, the week i had it and the seat heaters are on the steering and then when you're going down the freeway it knows when it's time to turn off the seat to, to lower the seat heat numbers from three to one and it'll turn the steering wheel heat off you could turn them back on but i thought very intuitive that that is pretty cool. I I will say this, you know. Uh, again, Hunter was kind of um, heartbroken that we weren't able to drive it much. Like I, I we didn't take it on the highway at all oh because there was so much sand and the yeah. salt and everything else. You know, um, I just didn't feel it was safe, and also I was worried about it damaging the paint job. Sure, I had a beautiful. It was that beautiful orange. Oh, um, I, I had five. I had orange. torch red. Oh, nice, nice. Give me a ticket, Red. Oh, yeah. And uh, did you use will... that? Did you use that little center console button to change the you know, the the dash layout from comfort to sport to track? Yep. And you know what? You know what? It it was showing. Did it have a winter mode? Because it was showing a winter mode at one point. I, I wasn't sure if that was like a selection or if it just popped up automatically. I think it. You know, that's a good question. I, it may have. I I don't remember, but. Uh, and I noticed when I put it in track mode, it would never shift higher than six sixth gear out of an eight speed automatic. So I mean, it can and an attack jump, everything, you know. So it was ready to go, ready to go quick on a uh, on a twisty. Uh, I mean, I never I never left it there. I went back to comfort. I got twenty six point eight miles per gallon out of it. So just goes that's, to that's amazing. I know. You know what? My my gas mileage would never have registered right because what I was going to say is uh, even though we didn't get to open it up, even though we didn't take it on the highway at all, we did take it through the subdivision several times. Mm-hmm. And 
so on on one of our laps, and you know, I'm I'm driving twenty, I'm driving calmly, sure. but you can hear this car coming. Oh yeah. And so we turn down this one block, and these kids literally start running towards us. I, I have no idea who these kids are. I've never seen them before. It's like first there's like four, and then there's like six, and all of a sudden we're surrounded by like eight kids. Jeez. And so I kind of cracked the window a little bit, and the and the kid goes, the oldest kid goes, "Can we video the car?" And I was like, "Yeah." I said, "You know what?" I said, "I want you know you guys all get on the sidewalk. I'm going to put the car in park, and I'll 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 rev it so you can hear the exhaust." I'm like, uh. "You need to hear the performance exhaust." So I went through all the modes, but what really blew the guy's mind was when I showed him how the uh, how the, the the lift adjustable the height. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah. So I, I was like, I was like, check this out. I was like, so, and he was he's running his camera the whole time. Mm-hmm. So this car's probably on like eight or ten TikToks from kids in my neighborhood because oh. they were all just like, yeah. Oh my gosh! And Hunter, of course, is beaming because I guess he knows a couple of the kids, and he's like, "Mom, they all think that's my car." <laughs> Well, and the thing of it is, it'll it'll actually remember one thousand dips, speed bumps, and it'll automatically remember it, so that when you do come to that same, like it's your driveway, if you were had the nerve to do it, it would know that driveway and raise the nose, and then once you get down to where it normally needs to be, then there, it'll come back down, which is really no. I didn't even know that. That's cool. Yeah, a thousand times. I mean, how many times? I mean, and for a commuter, I mean, that's just, that's huge when you don't, because, so, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so, so well, so we live in a town with a lot of railroad tracks, so you're uh, telling me that, like, if I drive to work the same way yep. all the time, and I'm driving across these railroad yep. tracks, it's going to automatically remember it and do it for me. Exactly. Or let's say you go to a restaurant that you go to all the time, you know, if you happen to go to it, and it's got a steep driveway, it automatically knows to raise the nose on the car without you touching it. You know, the best part about that is, like I said, we do have a lot of railroad tracks. Mm-hmm. And so when we took it out the first time, we just did a little small loop to make sure the roads were okay. Marlon was riding shotgun with me. And normally in a car like that, his back is killing him. Like, you just go over, you know, even a low railroad track. He was like, this is the best handling car for mm-hmm. bumps that I have ever experienced yeah. to be a sports car. Like, he couldn't believe how amazing the suspension was when it did that lift adjust. It was it, it was mind-blowing. Yeah. And for 50, the base model is fifty nine nine fifty, folks. $59,950. And that goes for the 2021 because due to COVID and the GM strike, they were not able to fulfill all the orders. They felt really bad about not being able to do so. So they extended the price into the 2021s. And... I, I'm telling you, you know, and you can you can compare that to any other supercar out there, and you'll be hard, you know, you know, challenged to 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 get a better deal than that. There's I mean, nothing else that gets near it. There's nothing, nothing else that can touch it, especially for the looks and the performance and the I mean the drivability. Because a lot of times when you get in sports cars, you and I both know that you sacrifice a lot on the drivability for performance. It's a trade off, and I don't feel like this one does. No, no, I totally agree. I totally agree with you. But, uh, you know, it's – and, again, the price is right. Uh, they did eliminate some colors, I think, from 2020 to 2021, which was kind of unfortunate. There was kind of a ruby red that's really – a friend of ours bought, and they didn't do that. And I think that uh, one of our GM guys, he's got a uh, – he's got that kind of a f- slate gray, white, and they didn't do that color. But – Folks, I am telling you, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, this is not a midlife crisis car. This is a great car. You could totally, yeah, you could totally drive this car um, uh, daily and still be comfortable as long as the, the um, as long as the, uh, your driveway 
can handle it. Mine cannot, but <laughs> um, it's just a lot of neat touches. I love the orange seatbelt. Was your seatbelt red like the exterior of your car? Here's the weird thing about that, that you bring it up. The car was torch red. The interior was saddle tan, kind of a, a, a almost an orangey tan, and red seat, torch red seatbelts. I thought that was See, I. Yeah, I like the fact that the seatbelt contrasted. Our interior was black, but um, I really like the orange seatbelt. I don't know why, but I was just kind of stuck on that. It just it made it just it like up the coolness factor even more. Which who knew you could even do that in that car? Right, and mine had the upgraded uh, seats, the more Ricky Racer seats with the high bolster and. You know, yep. Yeah, I know. It, I've still got it until Thursday, so, and I've got lucky you, and I've got a Venza. And I've got a uh, Nissan Versa. So ask me what I've been driving. <laughs> <laughs> I got to drive the other two. Well, I've already put the Versa on TV, so that was done. So I parked that one. So now I've got to drive the Venza. And I, I got to drive it because I can't talk about it if I can't drive it. But I'll have to break down and drive it. That's okay. Hey. You people, know what? There was plenty to talk about with the vet, even though I barely got to drive it because of the aesthetics, oh, the design, yeah. and you know. And everything's so, yeah. everything's functional on that car. There's no vents. There's no anything on that car that aren't there for a specific reason. Hey, it's always one. It's great having fun with you for a couple of segments. How do people follow you around? Yeah, that's at uh, ZanyMomNTX on Twitter, NDPH2 on Instagram, FocusDailyNews.com. And then if you're on Facebook, check out the You Ought to Know. It's facebook.com backslash Y-A-K radio. I'll talk to you down the road. Look forward to it, kid. Have a great one. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, i got a great interview. Now, I know this probably should be uh, – this is a great interview on Aston Martin Vantage uh, Roadster, which I'm going to be getting, I think, next week. So stay tuned. You'll love hearing that interview on FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to You Ought to Know right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Hey, I'm going to go right straight to this interview with Daniel Sherman on the Aston Martin. Take a listen. Well, you know, folks, 2020, believe it or not, was an awesome year for me driving amazing cars. Well, 2021 is starting off exactly the same. I just got a call. I'm going to be getting a 2021 Aston Martin Vantage Roadster. Oh, MG, folks. I've always been an Aston Martin fan. I got Dan Sherman on the line, product planner for Aston Martin. Man, I hope that's your daily driver because that thing is absolutely gorgeous. How you doing, Dave? Yeah, it is. It is uh, quite a beautiful car, isn't it? Yeah, we, it, we definitely pride ourselves on the beauty of our cars. You really, really, really do, and. What what prompt? I mean, I'm thrilled. What, but what prompted Aston Martin to do a Roadster? I mean, you've got to. I mean, one of the things is, you know, in, in the U.S. market in particular, um, you look at California, um, you know, where you are, right, driving up the PCH. Even if you look at, you know, Florida, you look at even um, New York, uh, there's something that is just emotional about open-top driving. Um, mm-hmm. And this the, the whole why buy for Vantage is it's a justifiable indulgence. 
So there's a rational factor if you can drive it every day, um, but there's also the emotional pull that brings you into a vantage in the first place, that it generates all this emotion and excitement. Um, and so what better way to do that than to have the wind going through your hair? Yeah, and, and you know, and, and I've never been a real fan of convertibles. I like the coupe. I like the rigidity. I like that that really solid feel, but this thing is, I mean, with the top up, I mean, it's, well, it's top up, top down. It really, really is stunning. Uh, what engine do you have under the hood? So we have a 4.0 liter twin turbo V8 putting out 503 horsepower, 505 pound feet of torque. And that can propel this zero to 60 in 3.7 seconds. I found the truckster. Jeez, Louise. And the handling is there, too. You guys aren't just all about beauty and horsepower. I mean, you're really about performance, and it just happens to be beautiful. Yeah, we want ride and handling to be there because it's something that you should be able to drive on a regular basis without beating you up. You know, as we're talking about, some other cars can beat you up. Um, but we also want it to be able to handle around a racetrack. And this car was built from the ground up. You know, when we were designing Vantage, we wanted to make sure it was a rigid enough platform that it could handle both the coupe and the, uh, the Roadster body styles. So, because I haven't been in it yet, you're telling me that, that, that when you're when you're at a convertible or a Roadster, you if you're not looking up, you won't notice the difference in the driver. <laughs> yeah, aside from the uh, aside from the wind that will be, you know, gunning at your hair and through your ears, um, you would not know it from from your hands touching the wheel. Wow, that is amazing! I am so looking forward to this loan. I can't believe it. Um, <laughs> So, I'm just glad this phone call wasn't that you were going to come out all electric. I'm not. I'm not against electric. I'm not saying that, that electric is not doesn't have a place. But I can't imagine any company just eliminating, you know, a gas-powered V8 that has the performance that this car has. I, I, it just. And don't ruin my day and say you coming out with an electric. You can tell me that on another interview. <laughs> Look, I mean, electric is the future, but we're we're here right now to talk about the Vantage Roadster and its and its guttural uh, V8 engine sound. Oh well, yeah. I mean, that's just one of. Uh, I mean, this car almost looks like we need to come out with another James Bond movie. <laughs> if only one of those were, uh, you know, already in the works. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's. It, and it is, you know, it's, it's beauty, it's it's the uh, performance, it's the power, um, it's also the usability. Um, so we've managed to retain as much cargo space as we possibly can in here, more than most of our competitors. We've got seven cubic feet in the back where you could fit, you know, you can fit your golf bag in there. You can fit, you know, a certain amount of stuff for track day. You could go on a weekend getaway with, you know, a suitcase and a, a, a duffel bag, um, you know, plenty of space in the back. Uh, in addition to some speed, um, space behind the front seats. So it's very, very usable on a daily basis as well. Well, you know, the last time I was in a, uh, at an Aston Martin, I think it was a DB9, I mean, that car could be a daily driver. And, and I think that's one of the beauties of, of, the, of the brand is that, yeah, it has all of the performance, it has all the handling that the competition has, but this one can actually be driven on a daily basis and not have to, you know, beat yourself to death by the time you get to work. And I think we mentioned that earlier, but it's 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 worth mentioning again 
because it's really an important aspect of it because there's nothing worse than buying you know a car like this and then not able to drive it except on the weekends i mean to me that's just what a waste yeah i mean and we've done a lot of things you know you're talking about dv9 I, I daily drive a dv9 myself it's an older one um and it's you know we we've brought a lot of that tuning um for the ride and handling and the way that that treats you and the way that you feel um, into the, the Vantage Roadster. We also have brought in some of the, the sort of um, the other tricks that we do for um, keeping that daily usability. So things like, for instance, we have swan wing doors. Beautiful. You know, we have them across the lineup. Basically, when you open the door, um, it opens up at an angle. And we, we use door struts to hold it open at virtually any, you know, sort of infinite um, degree of detent. So so those not only are beautiful to look at in that they, they look kind of like a swung wing uh, when you open them up, but also they clear curbs. You know, things like when you're worried about having a low sports car and, you know, let's say you street parked it in Laguna Beach for the day, um, you can open that up and not worry that your passenger is going to, you know, scrape the bottom of the door on, you know, a high curb. Um, right. Little touches like that help you use it on a daily basis. Yeah, no, it, it it's you're absolutely you're absolutely correct. I mean, and and you know, with it's just that when you guys built this car and cars in the past, you really, really, really put a lot of thought into it. Uh, I mentioned I was in a a, a McLaren, just a GT. I almost had to get out of the car to close the door. I mean, it, that, that wing door goes up so high, and I'm six foot one, so I can imagine, you know, somebody of a smaller stature that that could be a real that could be a real issue. Okay, it kind of looks cool, but it's not it's not functional. And and I think those are the little little uh, little tidbits that irritate people when when they get in and out of a of a car. Uh, I had the Rolls Royce uh, Ghost where the doors are uh, uh, suicide. Or was that the that was the the rate? And if it wasn't for the button in the center dash, you know that's another one. So by doing the doors in the swan style, you still get that styling. You still get that. Oh wow, look at that! But it's 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 workable, and I think that's what's important. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly it. And then do you have that irritating Apple CarPlay thing. <laughs> we do not have Apple CarPlay in this Yay. model now. Yay, get rid of that thing is not that thing will turn my phone off, it'll blank out my screen. So I don't think the technology's there yet for that. But that but see, the 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 Vantage is a driver's car. It's not a technical computer on wheels. It's not your office. It's for you to put all your crap away and go to the mountains, go to Julian, get a piece of pie, enjoy it, go two ways. Go up to seventy nine and come back to seventy eight. That's what this car's for. I mean, I guess that's just it in a nutshell. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's got a lot of technology around you to call you and to um, to to make you feel good when you're driving it. But it and it is intended you can daily drive it. But at the same time, you're definitely thinking about the drive experience when you're driving a Vantage. Right. Yeah. Well, and I yeah, I didn't mean that it didn't have any you know updated technology. It does. But, you know, there are some features that are coming out that, you know, it's not my office. You know, it, it's my it's my driver. This is what I'm driving. It's, you know, I'm not looking for an office on wheels. I'm looking for something that takes away the, you know, the 
the tortures of the day. You know, it's it's like going to the gym. It's like, well, I'm not going to say I don't play golf, but I understand golf is the most you know, depressing game on the planet. So maybe, maybe maybe that's not a good analogy. You know what I mean? As an amateur hacker myself, I can uh, I can get down with that. <laughs> I always tell everybody the ball's too small. That's the only reason I don't play. It cost me a fortune in golf balls if I was to try to play. <laughs> so when, yeah. when does the uh, Vantage uh, hit the market? It's already hitting the market. Uh, so we, we've actually had pre-orders come in. We've, uh, we've got a little bit of a backlog of pre-orders, but um, one can walk down into your local dealership right now and spec one out exactly the way that you like it. And just like any other Aston Martin, there is a ton of personalization available to you. I'm talking everything from all the bright work on the outside you can change to black, and you can black it out, sort of a murdered outlook. Um, And you can change out the interior colors to literally whatever it is that you like, and and all kinds of um, material choices, all kinds, you know, do you want Alcantara, do you want leather, Um, where do you want that leather placed, do you want two tones of leather on the interior, um, what kind of seat would you like? We have you know, ones that are more comfort-oriented. Uh, we have ones that have bigger bolsters for more sporty driving. Um, tons of different um, personalization you can have to make it yours. Um, wow. And so, yeah, you can walk into your dealer right now, order one. Um, price starts at $147,000 for the Vantage which, Roadster. Which is very reasonable. Now, if you're, looking for, if you're looking for supercars, that is a very reasonable price. Because that could be well over two hundred thousand without blinking an eye, and you know that as well as I do. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, Dan, it's wonderful, wonderful uh, hooking back up with you. Now, normally, I mean, I know you're up in the LA area, and I'll get the car next month if you want to come down uh, and do a little weekend staycation and come on TV with me. You're more than welcome. Otherwise, I'll do it myself, but. Guys like Chad Block, he comes down for the weekend, and a couple other folks that love to come down and just be part of the segment just because they can stay in San Diego for the weekend. So that offer is open as well. But what I'll do is, after getting the car and driving it, I'll probably reach out to you again, and we'll do a uh, we'll do a post interview. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, All right, buddy. I'll let you know. Yeah. All right. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend, and we will be talking. Sounds good. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, everybody. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.